The podcast you are about to listen to contains at least one of the following. Strong language, disturbing topics, abusive opinions, generally things that aren't appropriate for little kids or overly sensitive people. So if any of that stuff's going to get your nose out of joint, this is your chance to turn it off. me harder fuck me harder daddy fuck me like the i am put it daddy i don't even care i don't care who sees me them can't fuck with me they can't see a like yours fuck me daddy fuck me dad oh hello i'm derek and i'm the host of ratchet book club we read hood classics and good classics and that means anything from old thought next door to the phantom tobu we read a few chapters every episode, and then we discuss what we thought of each chapter before we get to the next one. It's pretty enlightening. Sometimes you find out things you never knew, like did you know that somebody's... Ratchet Book Club. We're available on Spotify, iTunes, Anchor, and anywhere else you really could think of good fucking podcast should be at. Welcome to I Had to Say It, the podcast where I talk about things that I feel need talking about, and sometimes they're not getting the attention they deserve. And your feelings, they're not under consideration. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of I Had to Say It. A uh, little housekeeping maintenance shit first. The uh, first thing I want to address is the fact that for since the first Friday since I, the start of this year, did not have a guest interview spot. Now... That actually happened due to some technical issues and the fact that I couldn't get something else lined up quickly enough to fix said technical issues and get a guest spot recorded in the amount of time I had available. Um, that was part of it. Then when I realized I didn't have anything ready to go, I decided to let it slide because I was curious as to how that would impact the listens, like, as I've mentioned, I'm not entirely sure about how the metrics are being handled by my host site anymore. And I'm not the only one who's been experiencing some issues, and I've had other people tell me that through their own tracking, they are find out that their listens are getting reported inaccurately. And, uh, yeah, so part of it was I wanted to see if that affected the numbers on the previous episode of last week. And the other part of it was I wanted to see if anybody would actually, you know, bother to say anything to me like hey dude you forgot to publish the episode or is something wrong the episode didn't publish you know just to see if anybody was actually looking forward to it um and you know nobody said boo to me so so uh, yeah so anyway to get to the meat and potatoes of why i do this so i can complain about everything that's stupid in the fucking world uh where are we gonna start let's start with uh juicy smoulier that lying drama queen that, you know, wasted a shit ton of federal money based on a bullshit claim that he was the victim of a hate crime who has constantly protested his innocence in spite of the facts because this motherfucker has no connection to reality. He has a track record of being full of shit and somehow still is trying to play the victim. He got caught doing something stupid, got what basically, in my opinion, boiled down to a slap on the fucking wrist for it. When they dismissed all these crimes that he committed the, initially, 
everybody seemed to think that was all right. And then the prosecutor said, no, you know what? You wasted a shit ton of resources. You're going to be held accountable for this. And now it's playing politics. And his defense team is trying to say that it's a case of a broken prejudicial system because the, the, he's gay and black. And, oh, my God, he's such a victim. Meanwhile, this miserable son of a bitch who, you know, if he was broke and gay and black, would still be rotting under the fucking jail somewhere. And he should be rotting in fucking jail because he committed multiple felonies. But his lawyer somehow convinced the court system to let him out while the appeal was being processed. Why did they convince him of that? Because if the appeal process could take longer than it would actually be the amount of time he was sentenced. Because for committing multiple felonies... This miserable son of a bitch got sentenced to 150 days. I know people that have committed nonviolent weed crime that have gotten more time than that. It's friggin' ridiculous. It's absolutely pathetic. And he's made such a scene after the sentencing. I'm not suicidal. If anything happens to me, it was planned. How fucking important do you think your lion theatrical ass is? That you're going to get suicided. What, do, do you have information on the Clintons? Was that going to be the card you played if you were in jail to get out because you can't handle doing f- fucking five months? Absolutely fucking ridiculous. And and they let him out. He's back on the street right now. He's on house arrest. Oh, boo-hoo, he can't leave his house. That's That must be traumatic for him. He's, you know having to spend every day with the person who orchestrated his his assault himself. Sack of shit. And, yeah, so that came across the radar and just irritated the Christ out of me. And if it doesn't bother you, if you think that is somehow right or appropriate, you're part of the fucking problem. And you're probably not listening to this. So that was the first thing that irritated me. Um, In a semi-related case of things that are stupid that have come out of people's mouths and that somehow believe they have more weight or authority than they should. Um, Yeah, you remember when the president said that the unvaccinated were facing a winter of death and all this other shit? Um, You know, the vaccine that's not actually a vaccine that doesn't actually work, doesn't prevent anything, and has actually been proven now, according to the documents that are released, to have 1,200 fucking side effects known side effects, many of which are extremely problematic for the people who got the jab, and one of which being you're more vulnerable to the variants now. So, yeah, good job. Way to force all that shit on everybody, and I'm so glad that some of us didn't have a choice and had to cave and get something we didn't agree with put into our body because we were forced into it. And you're going to backpedal and say it's not our fault, not your fault, because nobody made us get the jab. Yeah, we could have been homeless and destitute and unemployed, so thanks a lot. It's glad to know the uh, quality of leadership hasn't deteriorated from what we expected from these worthless shits. And kind of like I said last week, you know, if the jab does turn out to be as lethal as the conspiracy theorists are saying it's going to be, there are certain things that we should make sure we as a population do before we pass. And I'll just leave it at that. Beyond that, it's a lot of the same old shit, and honestly, it's starting to get a little old for me to keep having to talk about the same shit over and over again. Inflation is still inflating. The only way you can really do anything about that is to make sure you're diversifying your income sources and trying to prepare, invest in tangible things if you can. Uh, Let's see, the conflict in Ukraine is still going on. Russians are still 
attacking. Uh, morons who six months ago were viral experts are now foreign policy masters who are screaming and doing a lot of virtue signaling and making sure they, uh, the whole world knows how much they support the Ukraine by you know updating their profile pictures and making sure they lambast anybody who says that maybe they should just shut the fuck up because they don't know what they're talking about. And they're getting offended and self-righteous. They're not, you know, actually doing anything, but there's a lot of virtue signaling going on because that shit's still going on too. And those same morons are the ones that are blaming the 5 6 $7 a gallon gas on Putin because, you know, a problem that started six months ago was obviously the direct result of a hostile action taken six weeks ago. Fucking dolts. So, yeah, that's still going on. Getting tired of talking about it, but it's still what's going on in the fucking world. You know, brief recap, everybody that's supposed to be an authority figure is an incompetent idiot. There are still other incompetent idiots defending these morons. There are so many people that have had their entire personalities tied up in being good, dutiful sheep and virtue signaling about how they need to do all these things to shut down the pandemic that's been such a problem for the last two years. This super deadly virus that killed 0.2% of the people that got it. Oh my God. And I've managed to piss off a lot of people recently with my stances on things like, you know what? It was a very minor blip in the grand scheme of things. It wasn't that bad. It wasn't that lethal. It did not warrant any of the fucking overreactions that were performed by the governments. The lockdowns did dick to prevent the spread of the virus. The shutdowns did nothing good for this country. They destroyed small businesses. They destroyed family lives. They destroyed people's personal incomes. They destroyed the fucking economy because... The fucking Fed, who is such a shit organization, and I'm I'm tired of having to have my life just shot in the ass because of these morons. They just print money out of nothing, and then they try and blame inflation on everything except for their piss-poor approach to the world. They said, oh, yeah, nobody can work, nobody can earn, but we're going to just give everybody free money. And so they're mortgaging your grandkids' futures to print off this free money now. And the only way they can get rid of all this debt is to either inflate it away or just basically say, fuck it. And unfortunately, the Fed's not going to do any of the stuff because it's another one of those things. When you have a bunch of old fuckers in power, they have no vested interest in worrying about the future. They're going to die before these chickens come home to roost, and they all know it. So they don't fucking care. And the power structure that exists in this country is still massively irresponsible. And it's a bunch of old fucks that wouldn't get hired by Walmart. Career politicians are the reason. They are the source of the vast majority of problems in this world. These assholes who have made a living by not doing anything other than creating artificial problems that they can then try and claim they're solving. But the problem is they're not even good at that anymore. They can't even solve the problems they're fucking creating. And their answer to everything is just keep throwing money at it. Let's spend more money we don't fucking have. You have people who can't budget because they don't earn. They take from the people who do earn. They don't, what they're providing is not nearly balancing what they're costing us. 
there are so many things. These people, all these experts are saying, oh, well, maybe we need more stimulus money. There's inflation. You simple-minded fucks. If they give out more stimulus checks, the inflation is going to get worse, not better. If they tax the profits that the gas companies are making on the gas they are selling and then give checks back to the people, where do you think that money is going to go? It's not going to make your quality of life any better. It's either going to be inflated away or it's going to be taken right back by the companies that they are taxing it from in the first place because it's not like you're going to be able to stop fucking driving. And speaking of driving, let's talk about Pete Buttigieg for a fucking minute. This simple-minded bastard, his response to we can't afford gas is, well, maybe you should buy an electric car. If I can't afford 40 bucks at the fucking pump to buy a car, and I'm not saying I can't. I'm saying in general. I'm saying hypothetically. If I can't afford the $40 to fill up my gas tank to get back and forth to work, how in the fuck am I going to manage a car payment on a $60,000 car? And it's not like there's a huge surplus of these fucking things sitting around to begin with. And anybody that's listened more than once knows how I feel about these electric cars. They're fucking, they're the worst case scenario for virtue signaling at the moment. They are so bad for the environment in the long term. Yeah, okay, you're not burning fossil fuels. You're not emitting as much greenhouse gas to do that. They still have to be fabricated. They the machinery that makes them still runs on fossil fuels. The machinery that harvests the chemicals to make the batteries runs on fossil fuels. The batteries themselves become toxic waste when they no longer hold a fucking charge. They burst into flames from minor collisions. They are a safety hazard at the moment. Nobody talks about it, but it's the truth. The town over from the one I live in had a disposal facility that was full of old electric car batteries that caught on fire and burned for like three fucking days pumping toxic waste into the air they had to evacuate the immediate area around the fire and they had to watch the direction the wind was blowing so they could tell if they had to evacuate other people that should fucking tell you something but no, everybody needs to buy an electric car, and we all need to get on board with this new green bill that all these mouth-breathing chuckle fucks are pushing without actually understanding anything behind it. And I'm all for saving the planet. I'm all for renewable energy and clean energy. But there are a lot of other options out there that aren't being looked at because these morons are focused on things that are talking points and what, to be fair, their corporate masters are probably telling them they should be focusing on. There are a lot of things that could be getting done to make the world a better place that aren't getting done because there's not a profit margin in it for the right people. And it's just the way it is. It's not like that is some massive, just earth-shattering revelation. It may be for some people because they walk through life willingly with their heads up their own asses because looking at the real world is uncomfortable and awkward. And the people that want to walk around like this is how things should be they're they're not the kind that take responsibility everything is somebody else's fault everything needs to be fixed by everyone else giving up something so they can feel better about their their meaningless worthless pointless fucking lives and you can't say things like that these days because oh that's mean that's bullying that's hurtful that's wrong no that's fucking reality and i'm sick to death of people acting like it's not and the only consolation I really have at the moment is a lot of these puffed up, loud-mouthed, ego-inflated, self-proclaimed justice warriors. 
the the chickens are coming home to roost for a lot of these people. The silent majority, I've said it in the past, we're getting fed up with that shit. And yes, I include myself in the silent majority because I don't go around beating my drum. Yes, I do this little podcast. And to the 20 or 30 people that listen on a regular basis, thank you so much for listening. Now, start telling other people about it. Try and spread the word a little bit. The message needs to get out there. This shit needs to stop. The people that are, like, cancel culture needs to go away. The only good thing I can say about cancel culture is a lot of the people that push that narrative are now having it turn on them. Because, unfortunately, you can only spend so much time trying to make yourself a public figure and trying to keep yourself in the in the social media eye where everybody's watching you constantly. And you build up this following of loyal little fucking minions that will do your bidding. The problem with being watched constantly like that is none of these people are actually good people. There's a lot of hypocritical bullshit out there. And eventually it's going to come home to roost. Because eventually they're going to out themselves. They're going to get caught doing something that goes against all the bullshit that they use to keep their little drones kissing their asses and making them feel more relevant than they actually are. And there's people out there trying to make careers out of controversy, and you've got all the different social media platforms that let them have their platform but silence people that they have a problem with. And all these companies are pushing their own narratives and their own agendas, and the creators and the people who they endorse and they push get these massive audiences and they have this massive there are so many of these pricks out there with this massive god complex there's some cool people in the world that are trying to do cool things there are people out there that work under the radar they're genuinely good people they do things because they're good but then you got pretty much the rest of the world that does things for attention and acknowledgement and they're doing things that are on a surface level good-ish good adjacent but their motivation behind doing it is look at me and tell me how fan-fucking-tastic I am. It's disingenuous, and frankly, I'm kind of sick of it. If you can't do something good for somebody else without the need to make a social media post about it or the need to draw attention to your pious acts, you're a fuckstick. You're not a good person. You're not a pious person. You're not doing good for other people. You're doing good for attention and praise. And to me, that's one of those things. Motivation, yeah, it kind of counts. There, if you're doing shit because you're waiting for somebody to tell you how fucking awesome you are for doing it, your motives kind of suck. You're not humanitarian. You're not good. You're just, you know, superficial. That's the best way to look at it, I guess. I mean, yeah, you may be doing some good, but the motivation behind it, you kind of suck. And to top it all off, get these really loudmouth, opinionated assholes who can't actually back up these opinions and somehow still think that they're more valid if they can just be louder or, in a lot of cases, particularly on social media where there's disagreements and arguments going on and people talking shit about each other and these so-called virtuous individuals that are oh so fucking great and they want to cancel and dox people and put out people's public inform personal information and make it all public so their little followings can go after them when they can't actually refute the things that they're trying to argue about with any sort of fact, it becomes a case of, well, they either start screaming about one of the isms or 
they start trying to, you know, they will block and silence you and try and have you deplatformed and taken off of whatever social media platform they happen to specialize in. And, uh, yeah, it's really sad that the, the world's come to this and instead of having civilized adult discourse, everybody wants to just scream louder and be heard better. And I won because I got the last word in. Well, no, you simple-minded fuck. What you were saying was still fundamentally wrong, and being louder doesn't make you right. Getting the last word in before you ruin somebody else's life or have them deplatformed or destroy their, their basis to be able to come back to you doesn't mean you won. It means you're a little bitch that can't back up your argument with valid points. You can't have a concrete evidence of what you said is right, so instead you just make sure they can't point out your bullshit. And it happens, and it's common, and it's a fucking shame. And it still happens, and it still frustrates me. But it is what it is. And then we've got all the other wonderful state of affairs in this country and in the, uh, in the world. The shambling idiot has got the the mainstream media. I don't even like to say, you know, mainstream at this point anymore because one of the good things that exists to a certain extent is as good as anything can be these days is the fact that there there's like maybe better to refer to them as the old school media the the I don't know it's it's hard for me to put a term on it because there are so many alternative ways to get your information these days and that's pros and cons. You can get a lot of, you know, little podcasts like mine where somebody's just given their two pennies on things. They may not be an expert. Not everybody has the either the willingness to admit that they don't know what the fuck they're talking about or the the grasp of reality to realize that they're fucking idiots. I mean, at least that's one thing I'm always willing to admit is I will listen to someone else's opinion before I decide whether or not they're right or wrong. I'm not 100% convinced that I'm the best at fucking anything, really. But the simple fact of the matter is I'm willing to listen and weigh other people's opinions before I tell them that they're fucking idiots instead of just assuming that they're fucking idiots before they even open their mouths. And there, so that's... But that's I'm getting off track here. The, the mainstream media, the, the mass media outlets... The ones that used to be trusted news sources are no longer trusted because they're still pushing the narratives and they're still trying to create value and worth to people in the system who don't actually possess the merit to be given this credit. I mean, the leader of this country, according to... I, I, I'm still not 100% real convinced it was a legitimate election because... Yeah, it's amazing how many of those votes that came in at 3 o'clock in the morning were all for this one candidate and how the most voted-for president in the history of the country has one of the lowest approval ratings ever because he's a shambling, incompetent, senile old man and he's incapable of performing the duties of his office. He's incapable of forming to stringing together a coherent sentence. And then... You have his worthless-ass running mate, the vice president, who is just a cackling harpy with no actual merit or, from what I can tell, moral fiber or character. 
somebody who was staunchly opposed to Joe Biden getting elected when she was running against him, who was calling him everything but a child of God when they were debating each other, all of a sudden being like, yay team me, because that was the only way she was going to get in the White House, and she knew it. She didn't have the backing that she needed to get the nomination because they knew she would lose. She doesn't have any qualifications to be that authority figure, but the the left doesn't care. They want that attaboy. They want that token of we had the first female president. And I'm still honestly convinced that's what they told her to get her to shut the fuck up and take the vice presidency presidency is Joel will be in there for a year or two and then we'll make him step down and retire and you'll get the presidency. You win by default. And I'm 100% convinced that's why that shrew took the position. Now, to show how completely fucking worthless she is, they send her over to go be a representative of the United States in this time of crisis. They send her over to Eastern Europe and they, she's being interviewed in Poland. She can't answer questions. She doesn't know any facts. She doesn't know what's going on. And she's cackling like a fucking harpy at shit that where she should not be fucking laughing. She does not have the composure to be in a position like she is in. She does not have the wherewithal to deal with things on a global stage. This country has become a laughing stock by and wide, and it's because of shit like this. And still, people make excuses for these worthless hacks. You have people out there that are willing to fucking fight you because, oh, well, you know, these and these are the same assholes that blamed everything they could on Donald Trump saying, oh, it's not the president's fault. He doesn't control the price of gas. It's not the president's fault. He doesn't do this. He doesn't do that. And the problem is when you control the taxes, when you control the permits, when you control the permissions that are dealt out, when you shut down a pipeline that could have been bringing cost-effective petroleum in, and then they say, oh, well, you know, if, if we had, even if we hadn't shut it down, it wouldn't be running yet. No, actually, the Keystone Pipeline, if they wouldn't have shut it down as soon as they walked through the fucking door of the office, would be producing now, and we would not be nearly as impacted by what was going on on the other side of the fucking planet because we would be getting our oil domestically. And no matter how you spin it, oil that comes through a pipeline is a lot cheaper than oil that is brought over on a fucking boat. And that's neither here nor there, because the same assholes who are saying it's not Biden's fault that the gas is so high is real quick to say it's all because of Putin. Now, if one president can't directly impact the gas prices like that, how is it the other president can? I'm, I'm just Nobody can actually explain these things to me. They just, you know, feel the need to echo the talking points that are put out by their gods. And when you're praying at the altar of the state, your talking points are, well, fucking stupid, really. I mean, they're you're echoing a system that is designed against your best interests. If you are a statist, and I, I really, I never intended for this to be like a hardcore political kind of show. And the fact that I keep coming back to this stuff because it's still a fucking problem. People still need to wake up. People still need to get their heads out of their collective asses. Common sense is dead on the fucking vine in this world these days. People will, they're so convinced that they have to have whatever box it is they've crammed themselves into, whatever identity they have adopted. They don't have enough actual 
character or fiber to be anything without that identity. The the people who, oh, well, and I hate these titles because they're all so just fucking inaccurate at this point. The, you know, oh, well, we're so liberal. Yeah, you're so liberal that you're willing to shout down and assault and attack and belittle and try and actively destroy the livelihoods of anyone who doesn't agree with you. Real fucking liberal. Real fucking open-minded there, Cupcake. And you have conservatives who aren't any fucking better. It's just a different set of priorities for their bullshit. And they don't even understand. They're the same fucking person. They're opposite sides of the same fucking coin. They're all fucking horrible because they have... Like I said, they don't... Without this bullshit that they're married them, they've married themselves to, they have no identities. They have no character. They have no actual qualities. They need other people to tell them where their worth comes from. They need other people to tell them they're valid and to tell them they're right. And it's it's really just fucking sad. And there are so many, you know, amazing things that we should be doing right now. There are we could be so fucking great, but we're not. I at this point, it can't be accidental. It can't just be that we are this inherently fucking stupid. The population was manipulated. The population was pushed this way. We were made to function this way without even straying into the tinfoil hat territory. For this shit to be coincidental, for the fact that it degraded to this point without being nudged in that direction, without being steered and controlled by the people who stand to benefit from the mass stupidity of people in general. You want to look at things, look at all those worthless fucks in the capital, whether it be a national capital, a state capital, village hall in some cases. You have these people who don't really accomplish a fucking thing. They don't really contribute in any sort of tangible way to anything of value in this world. They set the rules, they arrange the guidelines that we all, for some reason, think we're supposed to follow. We've forgotten that they're supposed to be there to serve and for the betterment of our society, for the betterment of our culture. They're supposed to be making our lives better. That's what we're supposed to be paying for them. That is the service they're supposed to be providing, which is subsequently offset by our tax dollars. We're not getting what we're paying for. We're being fucked. You know, every time the politicians say, well, it's not our fault the gas prices are so high. Anywhere from like 32, depending on what state you're in, I think it's anywhere from like 32 to 47% of the price of what you're paying at the pump is taxes. It's not money that's going to the oil companies. It's not the greedy oil companies taking their cut. It's the government taxing your purchase of the fuel. Then they tax the money that the oil companies make. They tax the money that you earn at work to buy the gas. They tax the money that the gas station makes off of the transaction. They're not even double dipping. It's triple, quadruple. It's fucking ridiculous. And for what they're taking from us, and these are like, they call them the invisible taxes. It's the cost of living. Things like inflation, the fact that your dollar is worth less now than it was two years ago. The fact that, yeah, you're going to get that $15 an hour minimum wage because that allows them to go, look what we done did. That $15 is worth about seven fifty five years ago. So what did you fucking accomplish besides lower your own standard of living, even though you're making more? 
And, oh, yeah, by the way, since you're making more, your tax rates went up. You're in another tax bracket now. You have to give more to them. At some point, people need to realize that this is a scam. It's a hustle. It's a fucking Ponzi scheme. The, the federal government in this country, they can't balance a budget. They deficit spend writ large. And on top of that, so much of that money isn't being spent domestically isn't being spent to better the lives of the people it's coming from. It's being given away in foreign aid. It's being given away in materials. It's being given away in pork projects and contracts with people that literally fucking hate us. But it's how the politicians buy their their support from their masters. And it's how they keep riding that fat train. Until we start doing something to hold them accountable. Until we start putting their toes in the fucking fire until we start saying, you know what? We're not paying you anymore. I mean, realistically, if we could, as a country, just say, you know what? We're not paying any more fucking taxes. You can't arrest the entire country. You cannot arrest all of us because then there will be no one left for you to leech off of. And you're going to start acting reasonably or you can go fuck yourselves. The whole, you know, taxation without representation thing. They're not representing us anymore. This country was founded on principles of we will pay our taxes when we are getting a voice, when we are being heard, and when our interests are being served. They're not serving your interests. They're not doing anything for you. It's just something to think about. All I'm saying is politicians were a lot more reasonable when they knew there was a chance they were going to be tarred and feathered. Oh, and one last little note on the political front. Uh, Andrew, Andrew Cuomo, the disgraced former governor of New York, is talking about entertaining the possibility of running for election again. This guy got drummed out of office behind sexual harassment allegations. He is that delusional. He thinks the people of New York want him back. This guy's responsible for deaths of hundreds, if not thousands, of people in nursing homes because of his massive mismanagement of shit during the initial days of the COVID-19 shit, you know, because nothing makes more sense than taking the legitimately susceptible people and locking them down in these facilities without proper care and without proper resources. You know, yeah, he should be back in office. Fucking idiot. And uh, one other little thing that's been going on uh, in terms of fucking idiots. Uh, What was it? USA Today released their Women of the Year things and one of the women of the year was what's her name Rachel Levine or you know he, the guy that used to be an admiral and now he's a she admiral um, who let's face it didn't really do a very good job as the US Department of Health and Human Services Secretary since there were all kinds of really shitty things that happened on her watch, and you shouldn't be nominated just for the fact that you're a public figure that decided you're trans. And honestly, I don't know if um, Levine actually, you know, pulled the trigger and committed. I'm not transphobic, which I'm sure some people would say. Not that I think anybody that would think that listens to me. Because my issue with this person is not that they are trans. If you feel the need that you're not in the right skin for who you feel you really are, if you really truly have that issue where you 
can't be comfortable in the skin you were born in and you want to do what it takes to make that change and you go get the gender reassignment surgery and you do the hormone therapy, you know, good for you. That's, I hope you're happy in, in, your new, in your new harness. I hope that that fixes whatever problem you're having with yourself. However, I don't think being a transitioning person or someone who claims to be trans, because as I understand it, uh, Rachel Levine didn't actually get the reassignment surgery or anything like that, and is just a dude in a dress. Now, I don't have anything against dudes in dresses either. I happen to love a good drag show. I think they're fantastic. And, you know, those are some of the classiest queens I know are fantastic drag performers. I have no problems with it whatsoever. Rock and roll. Do you, sweetheart? But if you're trying to use that as part of your platform and why you should be acknowledged and why you deserve some sort of treatment or some sort of attention, if that's your angle, it's really kind of sus. It's it's saying, I'm doing this and that's what makes me special. Well, that's not really the right reason to be doing that. And then you've got, um, what's his name? Uh Thomas, William Thomas, who was ranked like number 247th in the country for, for as a, the competitive swimmer, takes a year off, gets some hormone therapy, comes back as, as Leah Thomas, and proceeds to crush every record for women swimming in the collegiate level. Um, the NCAA swim finals for the year come out uh, this weekend and... Well, by the time this episode comes out, it'll be this past weekend. And, you know, it's everything's on track where this kid's going to blow everybody else out of the water. He's been shattering records left and right because in spite of the hormone therapy, in spite of coming back and saying, I identify as a trans woman, this person still has the skeletal muscles and the physical strength of a biological male. It's not a level playing field. I don't have a problem with trans people wanting to do sports. I have a problem with when you have an unfair biological advantage over people who have been training and striving to be the best in their sport for their entire lives, and you come in and basically say, oh, well, no, I'm, I'm, I'm a lady now, and so I'm going to compete against all these other ladies in spite of the massive physical advantage you have, you really shouldn't be lauded for that. I'm, if being trans is part of your character, you should be okay with competing against other trans people. And I, that's, it may be an unpopular opinion. I don't fucking care. I, like I said, if, if you're transitioning because it makes you feel right, it makes you feel who you, like that's who you are, that's your identity, that's the skin you belong in, good for you, more power to you. You sh- if it's something you're doing and it's going to give you some sort of competitive advantage where you are all of a sudden just massively physically more capable than the people you're competing against, that's not okay. It's, it's, not, it's not fair to everybody else. And the people who will get bent out of shape with me saying that are the ones that are always screaming about fairness and equality and all this other shit. And at the end of the day, that's not fair. Fair... I've said it before, fair pertains to opportunity, not results. Now, fair is the opportunity to compete against people that have the same physical characteristics as you do. Taking hormone therapy, and even if you actually commit and have the gender reassignment surgery, does not change 
your physical musculature enough to offset the fact that you were born with a different set of skills and muscles. It would be like a woman deciding to transition to a male and then trying to be an MMA fighter against against biological males and getting the living piss beaten out of her or him if that's how they will choose to identify but it's not it's not an even playing field it's not fair it's and that actually happened going the other direction too there was an MMA fighter that was a guy transitioned to a female and beat the living piss out of everybody in her division because she was still built like a guy it's 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 not a social issue. It's not an acceptance issue. It's biology, and the you know the party who's you know, trust the science and you know the science is great when it's you being used to take away other people's rights. But science also says biologically there are differences that are not overcome by your feelings and what you feel like you should be identifying as. Like I said, if you're doing it for personal reasons, if you're doing it for any reason to satisfy some need for yourself more power to you go get it cuz i'm not mad at you but you shouldn't get a pass on where you all of a sudden have different advantages it's it's not it's not right it's not equal it's not acceptance that's saying even though i have this unfair advantage you have to treat me like i don't it's it's uh you know, it's something to think about I, I i just i can't get behind it it's it's not the fact that this less than third rate swimmer when competing as a man literally stands to like go up against olympic grade athletes that's based on the fact that came back as a, a woman and just destroyed all the standing records doesn't it just doesn't seem right to me but yeah so that's some food for thought and for now that's what i had to say at evernorth health services we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care and we're doing everything in our power to make it possible behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best it's possible pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line it's possible complex specialty care that cares about your roi it's possible because we're already doing it all while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Thanks for listening to another episode of I Had to Say It. If you liked what you heard, leave a review, give us a follow, give me some feedback. And if you didn't like what you heard, leave a review, give me a follow, give me some feedback. I'll try and fix it. Check us out on all the social media platforms at I Had to Say It podcast is the trigger for all that stuff for the search term. And if you want, check out the website, www.ihadtosayitpodcast.com. There's links to people that have been involved with the program, things I've talked about. There are some links available for some merch that we're working on, and there are ways to contact us there as well. And thanks for listening, and I look forward to talking to you again soon.